clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of White Coats Podcast. Today we're going to be focusing on one of the three main pillars of your wellness. Now you might be asking, what is this? I'm so curious. Well, the first one we're focusing on is nutrition. We're not going to talk about the other two. We're going to leave it for the next episode, so stay tuned for that. But this episode is all about your nutrition. Lauren, why don't you start us off? Okay, so the first thing I'm going to be talking about is what even is nutrition. So, nutrition includes foods and substances that help us grow and stay healthy, including the behaviors and social factors relating to our food choices. This also serves to give your body energy to perform its daily activities, function normally, maintain a healthy body weight, and lowers the risk for certain diseases. All the good stuff. Yeah, so you're probably wondering, oh, well, if I want good nutrition, I should go on a diet, right? <laughs> um, actually, that was a good one. Thank you. Actually, diets and nutrition are two different things. So, actually, diets are defined in two different ways. So, a diet, you say, what does your diet consist of? That sort of refers to the definition, like what you're actually eating. Consuming. Yeah. yeah. But when people say, I'm going on a diet, that refers to like strict guidelines to follow when somebody's right. eating. That's like vegan, keto, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, paleo, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so, right now, we're going to be addressing strict guidelines to follow when eating, that sort of definition. So, There's two different goals between nutrition and diets. So the goal of nutrition, do you want to guess what the goal is? Um, I'm assuming it has to do with maintaining your health. Yeah, literally, you're just going to be maintaining your health. Awesome. And then a diet, you want to guess what what the goal of going on a diet may be? Um, If it... I would assume something with being healthy or losing weight. Yeah. So that's, that's, it's typically sort of a cosmetic fix. A lot of people will go on diets to sort of feel better, but a lot of them are doing it to sort of build as much muscle as they can or to um, help lose weight and stuff like that. So there's two different goals. And then nutrition focuses on the quality of the food that you're eating and the food that your body needs to function optimally. Mm-hmm. However, a diet is not really doesn't always is not always the most nutritionally balanced. It doesn't always like contribute to your health in the best way because the goal is to sort of see like a cosmetic outcome. Result. Yeah, uh, result. Not necessarily to make sure your health is going really well. Um, for example, like keto. Um, keto might help you lose fat, but your body does need carbohydrates to sort of survive. And that's the optimal way that your body is going to function and stuff like that. And then also nutrition. I thought this was kind of interesting. Nutrition is typically sometimes used to repair the side effects of dieting. So you're probably like, what are some side effects of dieting? Well, This can include slow metabolism, loss of energy, disordered and obsessive eating habits, and extreme hunger. So Mm. you're probably like, oh, disordered and obsessive eating habits. Yes, nutrition includes behaviors and social factors relating to your food choices. So this is not just a, oh, I'm eating this many calories, I'm doing great. This is is something like, what does your relationship to food look like? That's Mm -hmm. imperative for for your health, mental health, and your nutrition and stuff. And I feel like your relationship with food 
is a lot of the time subconscious. I mean, you're yeah. not like, oh yeah, I have this relationship with food or right. that relationship. Yeah. But subconsciously, like mm. you you don't you hate food you have a horrible relationship yeah. you don't eat or you eat yeah. too much like excessively mm-hmm. in an unhealthy fashion or yeah. you have a great relationship where yeah you're you're very nutritional like you're very mm-hmm. nutritious so your yeah. diet is going well or, um, and also it's like with that if you have a really good relationship to food food is not you're not obsessed with it. I think Uh that's such a clear sign of a negative relationship with food is it's something that's always on your mind, something that there's a lot of feelings that come along with a bad relationship to food, like guilt and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so, no, it's not perfectly identifiable as a bad relationship to food. But if you ever have feelings like guilt or it's always on your mind and you're always thinking about your next meal and stuff like that, that's a clear sign that you really need to work on your relationship with food. And so usually nutrition, you know, a balanced diet, and I'll talk about what that looks like for the next topic, um, pretty much talks about, you know, it can repair those side effects like a slowed metabolism and loss of energy. So... You're probably like, what even is a nutritious diet? What does that look like? So nutrition is all about balance, 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 balance. You never want to have way too much of something and not enough of something else. Um, And so pretty much nutrition is sort of defined as with these seven elements, carbs, fat, fiber, minerals, proteins, vitamins, water. So I'm going to go. Yeah, those are your essentials to a nutritious diet. So let's go into some detail. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go into some detail about each of these things. So, Ariel, do you know what a carbohydrate is? Um, I don't know if I can um, correctly define this, but I know carbs include sugars. Yeah. Um, I know there are simple carbs and complex carbs. Um, Yeah, I mean, you covered like half of it. So, pretty much. Carbs act as sugar in the body. And so what the digestive system does is it breaks down the carbs into glucose. Mm. And so this is found in the blood, creating blood sugar. And so this sugar in the blood is used for energy for your cells, tissues, organs. And then also when you're looking at the food itself, you have, like you said, simple and complex carbs. Mm -hmm. Simple could include fructose, you know, the sugar found in fruit. Um, or just refined sugar, things found in baked goods and stuff like that. Um, This is something that will cause a spike in blood sugar and cause you to crash later on. We're going to talk about the mental health effects of that later on. And then you have complex carbs. This could include whole grains, whole wheat, things that really don't make your blood sugar spike. They might make it gradually go up, but it won't get to a dangerous level. Does this include bread, pasta, pizza? Typically, if you're eating bread, pasta, whatever, and it's a grain that's stripped down, so any sort of white bread, white pasta, that's, it used to be a whole grain, but it's being stripped down and sort of all the fiber is being, some of the fiber is being taken out of it. The the nutrients are being taken out of it. So those things will typically be processed as simple carbs, unless they're a whole grain or whole wheat pasta, things like that. I understand. Next thing. Are fats. This is a type of nutrient. And do you know what type of energy fat gives you? I don't. 
Okay, it gives you long-term energy as opposed to carbohydrates. Well, short-term. Yeah, which okay. gives you short-term energy. Right, that I remember. Yeah, and so fat is very important for your body. It helps the body absorb vitamins. Um, also, it's very important to look at different kinds of fats. It's very important to avoid saturated fats, mm-hmm. which are is pretty much a saturated fat is when a fat is at room temperature and it's solid. So this could include fat animal fat, so like on steak or butter or coconut oil. Those are all examples of saturated fat, and that can contribute to clogging your arteries, definitely, because it... No bueno. Yeah, because that fat is left in the, like, inner lining of your arteries, which Mm -hmm. over time can can lead to heart attacks and stuff like that, not something that we want. And then also trans fats can raise LDL, which is bad cholesterol. Okay. Next... One of the next elements of nutrition is fiber. So this is found in many, many plants. And do you know... Love fiber. Yeah. Do you you know an example of... Like, what's an example of fiber? Um, I think one example is a dietary fiber, if I'm correct. So that's one example. Um, And so pretty much, what does fiber do for your body? This makes you feel full faster, and it makes you stay fuller for longer. And it does. It can do some great things to your health. It helps Perfection. with with digestion. It can help prevent constipation. This is so. This is my important. favorite. If you had to ask me one, this <laughs> yeah. is my number. Yeah, one. and it's something that's so easy to find. Right. I mean, literally, the skin on an apple has fiber. Right. Um. And so the fruits have a lot of fiber. Yeah. Yeah, because they're typically, um, sort of any harder substance is gonna have some fiber in it. Right. I love that because. I feel like I I do focus, of course, on having um, a balanced and nutritious diet. And one that I realized, I love apples. Everyone that knows me, I eat yeah. I eat a lot it's of apples. It's apple season, it's baby. It, you guys, it's the best <laughs> apple season. I have no affiliation with any apple farmers. You're not sponsored grocery by store. I'm not sponsored. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, this is the best apple season ever that I've ever experienced so go out to the grocery store and buy your apples I just got brand new pack of apples what color red of course but the red ones that can't be the deep red they have right to be, no 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 because green ones are crunchy yeah but they're a little sour and the red ones are sweet so you gotta you get, get the in between exactly not exactly. too sweet not too light but not too the sour in between it needs to be crunchy because you don't mm. want any soggy no. apples but you need to have a little sweetness it's the perfect apple season guys <laughs> i can't stress it enough also health tip of the day guys Put your apples in the fridge. Yes. Oh, cold apples. Cold apples. <laughs> Guys, remember, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to move on from that. And next we're talking about minerals. So this pretty much just helps our body function and develop. Some examples of this include sodium, magnesium, calcium. And we're going to talk about later the best way to get these things in your body. Some people take supplements. Some people just, as long as you have a healthy, balanced diet, typically you're going to be getting in these minerals. Next, we have proteins. And this sort of sums up the main three macronutrients that people think about when it comes to their diet. So this is found in every single living cell in your body. This is so important to maintain your health, build, maintain your muscles, skin, bones. It's found in meat, dairy products, nuts, beans, and certain grains. Um, Next, we have vitamins. So 
How do you think that vitamins contribute to your health, Ariel? Um, vitamins. Well, different from minerals. It's hard because they seem like the same thing. Right. Um, maybe they help with growth or development. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, so they they do a very similar thing to minerals in that they help your body grow and develop when mm-hmm. when minerals help your body like function and stuff okay. like that. And so pretty much eating again, eating a balanced diet is the best way to get in enough vitamins. Next, water is Number so one. important. Now, you're probably like how much water do I drink? This depends on your size, activity level, environment, Um, like your weather, the weather, like where you live and stuff. And so if you live in a really hot climate, you need to drink a lot more water than somebody who's maybe living in a cooler environment. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to drink a lot more water if you're very active and exercising all the time. So water is imperative for your health. It carries nutrients and oxygen to cells. It lubricates your joints, lessens the burden on your kidneys and your liver by flushing out waste products. It's so important. And so easy. Just carry a yeah. water bottle with yeah. you. Drink it. You know, don't don't forget. That's the most important thing is I feel like mm-hmm. if I have water and I'm consciously making sure I carry a water bottle with me, I'm drinking my water. But if I forget and I'm going out, I'm, I don't remember, oh, yeah, I need to drink mm-hmm. My H2O. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, something that I always do, and it's kind of funny, um, anytime I go out to a restaurant, I drink so much water. Yeah. Because because I just feel like like I'm not I don't have a water bottle with me mm-hmm, and it's the course. perfect time and just keep giving me yeah, free exactly. waters. I'm like, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. Also, you know, your water bottle can be a little fashion statement. Yeah. I know people really loving the hydro flasks, you know? Like, also not sponsored, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like you know, just make it – get yourself a fun, like, water bottle that you yeah. like that, that you know, just leave one in your car at all times. It's, yeah. it's really easy to get in some good water. Definitely. So, what are the health effects of a poor diet? So, tooth decay, you can talk a little bit about this one because, yeah. as we know, acid, sugar – Right. So we know acids and sugar from the previous mm-hmm. season yeah. does play a role in um, stre- in the strength of your teeth, right. um, specifically in your enamel, which if you remember is the outer layer of your teeth. So yeah. acids and sugars actually break down your enamel because yeah. it is porous. So long story short, they have an effect on yeah. tooth decay. That's why oral hygiene is imperative. Yeah. And guys, not only is balance all about getting in um, getting in vitamins, minerals, carbs, fat, protein, this is about a balance between eating sort of clean foods in mm-hmm. quotes, all natural, all natural um, foods and unhealthy foods. It's okay to have to have a dessert. <laughs> Sorry, Ariel's dancing right now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> To have dessert, it's okay to have sugar and stuff like that. It, <laughs> it, it's not gonna ruin your health, but it is important just to be just to be aware. You know, bring in some moderation. Next, we're gonna talk about high blood pressure. So this is caused from too much sodium, and this can cause your body to retain fluid, and also a lack of potassium can contribute to an influx of sodium. Alcohol contributes to high blood pressure. So all these things. Sodium, potassium, alcohol can all create an influx of sodium, which increases your your blood pressure. Does this have to do with like your your water weight? 
Like, you know how a lot of, like, yeah. you know right. what I'm saying? Or, like, if you eat a lot of salty foods and mm-hmm. you feel bloated. Yeah, because you're, you're, the salt or the sodium in your body absorbs that water. Right. And so if you're having a lot of salt, it can uh, make you retain, like, water weight, like you said. Um, also, high LDL slash, that's the bad cholesterol. So this is found in full-fat dairy products, red meat, um, or any sort of animal product will increase this bad um, cholesterol, but it will, and it will decrease the good cholesterol. So very important to sort of moderate your red meat intake, full-fat dairy products, stuff like that. Next, we have type 2 diabetes. So here's how it works. Everybody hears, oh, diabetes, diabetes. So two types. Right. Two types. Number one, the type number one is very different from type two. Type one is can be genetically inherited. It's not something that anybody did to receive it. That's something that is lifelong, something that you are always on top of it, always thinking of it. Fun fact, I have type one diabetes. Now, type two has to do with your diet and your weight. So this has to do with When you're eating a lot of sugary processed foods, this reduces your sensitivity to insulin and therefore, which is a hormone that regulates your blood sugar. And so when you have reduced sensitivity to insulin, it can increase your blood sugar, which does not feel very good. This is a very uncomfortable feeling. You have a lot of fatigue. It's not good. And so pretty much you know, you want to regulate how much sugar you're eating. Next, we have osteoporosis. So this is a diet, a diet without calcium or vitamin D can contribute to weak bones. And then, mm-hmm. of course, obesity is a very prevalent thing. Anytime you're eating excess amounts of unhealthy foods or sort of taking in an immense amount of calories without exercising in turn leads to you know, more fat production. Last thing, we have deficits in brain functioning. This was so interesting to me. So a couple things. Saturated fat aggravates cognitive impairment. Also, you have, yeah, you have refined carbs and sugar, rich, like uh, diets that are rich in refined carbs and sugar contribute to impaired memory and learning. Lack of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants can contribute to oxidative stress. Do you know what that what that is? Or should I explain oxidative stress? Well, I know oxidative is yeah. something with oxygen, with oxygen, but why don't yeah. you explain it? So pretty much that is an imbalance between oxygen-containing molecules and antioxidants. Mm. So anti meaning against, against oxygen uh-huh. sort of a thing so it's very important that you have a balance between those two things and so if you have an imbalance if you don't have anything to to sort of counteract those oxygen containing molecules this can lead to fatigue memory loss muscle and joint pain that sort of a thing so ariel how like who do i talk to about my nutrition so there's three main people you could talk to of course you have your doctor you mm-hmm. have a dietitian and a nutritionist. Okay. And the interesting part about this was dietitian and nutritionist, I always kind of assume they were the same. Yeah. They're actually two different things. So let's get right into it. Doctors. Yeah. You can ask your doctor, how many servings should I eat from each food group? Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm on a strict diet, such as vegetarian or vegan, how can I improve my health? Yeah. I'm more towards the health side of nutrition. Right. 
Um, and are there certain eating habits I should follow for my health condition? Mm-hmm. Those are all doctor-related because that's more towards your yeah. medical health. Right. I was going to say it's coming more from, like, a medical approach. And if you guys are like, wait, isn't medical health and wellness, like, all that's the same thing? Psych. It's not. Season 3, episode 1, we just came out with it last Friday. So go check that out if you guys are wondering about that. Okay, let's talk about what is a registered dietitian. So a registered dietitian, not every dietitian is registered, I'm pretty sure, Mm -hmm. but a registered dietitian is Is like certified. Of course, certified. So they are defined as the expert of dietetics, Mm -hmm. aka human nutrition and the regulations of diets. So what does a dietitian do? They are a licensed healthcare provider that Mm -hmm. are able to diagnose and treat nutrition-related problems. So they're addressing problems. Exactly. They're addressing your problems. Um, Now you have... So pretty much based upon your medical conditions or individual needs, they can alter your nutrition and advise you to take um, or to eat more types of this food, less of this, depending on, you know, what you need. Okay. Um... They also work hand-in-hand with cancer patients and mm-hmm. work to prevent type 2 diabetes, like Lauren just discussed. Yeah. Um, things have to do with weight loss surgery yeah. um, or anything with eating tubes. So let's say you're in the hospital and mm-hmm. you need to be fed uh, via an eating yeah, tube. And you they, need to get in all your n- nutrients. Nutrition. Exactly. Yeah. So that would be more of a dietitian's job. They work hand-in-hand in hospitals. Okay. Um, and also can work with psychotherapists um, mm. and usually get additional training for eating disorders. So the yeah. psychotherapist is more of like the therapist side, let's say they're dealing with eating disorder, someone like binge eating disorder, yeah. anorexia, bulimia, bulimia exactly. orthorexia, all yeah, that stuff. Things like that. They would work with a psychotherapist, um, but this training usually to work with them would have to, like a dietitian would have to get additional training for this. Right. Now on to nutritionist. Okay. Nutritionist is defined as one who advises others on food or nutrition-related matters and how they affect your health. So, again, dietitian is more, they're certified in fixing the problem or preventative yeah. care. Mm-hmm. Nutritionist is more of advising you how to do things. Yeah, technically, to contribute to your health. Yeah, what was really interesting is technically some states, like... Uh, don't require specific licensure mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to be a diet. Uh, sorry, to be a nutritionist. So yeah. in some states, you can actually anyone could just say, "I'm a nutritionist. I want to be a nutritionist." Mm-hmm. They can yeah. learn about it on their own and yeah. and start their own. So thing. do your research, guys. Exactly. So depending on where you live, um, your nutritionist may or may not be licensed yeah. or certified. Also, just really quick, I learned this in my uh, in my anatomy and sports med class Mm -hmm. um some personal trainers are not certified you don't necessarily need to be certified to become a personal trainer so when you guys are seeking health or wellness help it's very important to do your research look at their credentials do you you have to trust these people exactly and lastly for nutritionists Mm -hmm. um usually they either work um in community education programs or they can also prescribe nutrition therapy. So about that, they work in, in a community education program. Like this, college. Exactly. Stuff. This means college, high school. I remember when I was even in elementary school, a nutritionist came and spoke to us about brought different diagrams and said, mm-hmm. 
like you know eat this or eat that i'm sure you've seen like a plate that has like divided into Mm -hmm. like the four four parts of proteins fats carbs all, all the good stuff veggies things like that next we have mental health effects of poor nutrition wow i didn't know i don't even understand how those two could correlate right which is fascinating so your gastrointestinal tract is home to billions of bacteria that influence the production of neurotransmitters, which are chemical substances that constantly carry messages from the gut to the brain. Now, a lot of big words. Let's break this down. Yeah. What the heck does this mean? Now, yeah. Lauren, what do you think? Okay. So I know that neurotransmitters sort of send messages or... Examples of neurotransmitters include things like dopamine Correct. and stuff like that, which Correct. I know is like the feel-good hormone, yeah, chemical sort yeah. of a thing. So I know that that there is a little bit of like happiness can contribute to your, uh-huh. uh, like, is an example of something that your neurotransmitters can produce. Uh-huh. I know maybe serotonin, Correct. but so yeah, just talk about how you're on top of it. You're how, it, so how does your diet con- like relate to serotonin and dopamine? And okay, so good bacteria both influences how your gut digests, mm-hmm. absorbs your food, as yeah. well as the degree of inflammation yeah. and your body's mood and energy level. Okay, so yeah. a lot comes out of what you put in your body, yeah. right? This can affect your mood, how you digest it, like so many different factors. Mm-hmm. So how does it affect your mood? For Okay, good question. So for mood, let's go into serotonin. You okay. just talked about it a little bit, but I'm going to break it down. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that helps regulate sleep and appetite, as well as mediate moods and inhibit pain. So about 95% of your serotonin is produced in your GI tract. Now, your GI tract is lined with hundreds of millions of neurons, just to give you an idea. So this makes sense um, that the inner workings of your digestive system guides your emotions Mm -hmm. and not only helps digest food, because we know your GI tract helps digest food and move through your digestive system. But actually, because because it's lined with millions of neurons, Mm -hmm. it has that connection to your emotions. So just to sort of like summarize that, Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that helps regulate sleep, appetite, and sort of regulates moods. Mm -hmm. And so as this is produced in your GI tract, which is something that food is involved in, you know, it helps regulate your mood. So next, let's talk about dopamine. Dopamine is another neurotransmitter. Now, this one is associated with Mm reward-motivated behavior. Yeah. Uh, sugar creates a rush of dopamine, causing what is known as a sugar spike. Right. Um, and this is a spike in your mood, which sounds good, but in reality, it leads to a crash, which could cause fatigue, low blood sugar. Yeah. Um, this is not good for you and not good for your short-term medical health. Yeah. Uh, sugar can worsen inflammation and feel and feeds bad bacteria into the GI mm-hmm. tract. Got it. Okay. So I think just to summarize... So I think what we can take away from this is that good diets just set yourself up for fewer mood fluctuations and just an overall happier outlook, improved ability to focus, that sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. So we are athletes, and I think we should add a little 
personal touch to this. <laughs> yeah. So what does your nutrition look like for an athlete? So a sports dietitian works with athletes uh, to optimize nutrition uh, and to improve their performance. Now, a lot of athletes, their goal is to achieve mm-hmm. peak performance. Uh, this could be facilitated by food they consume. For example, a lot of protein, carbs, um, fats, all these things contribute to how your body is going to move. For example, for me, when I play basketball, I always take into consideration what I eat before my games, before Mm -hmm. my practices, to make sure that I'm performing at the most optimized state. Also, just two things I want to add on to that. Another thing is people, I know some athletes plan out when they eat. Some people mm-hmm. can eat right before and they like it and it gives them a boost of energy. Yeah. Some people, it takes them a while to digest. Yeah. So that's another thing that athletes have to take into consideration. Yeah. Also, like you said, carbs, protein, fat, it's also very important to take in extra calories, yeah. extra food to compensate for all the food that you're burning. You yeah. know, an athlete who's working out many hours in the day cannot just eat just as much as somebody who's not working out. Right. So it's important to have that balance. And it's also normal to get more hungry because you're yes. burning so many calories. 100%. So, um, I used to feel like, oh, I'm with some of my friends and maybe they didn't work out. And I'm like, oh, why am I so much more hungry yeah, than that? Right. But in reality, you're burning, you're more. burning a lot more. Mm-hmm. So that has a big correlation. Yeah. Lastly, I'm going to get into supplements. What are they and who should be taking them? Yeah. So these are dietary supplements that provide nutrients that otherwise are not consumed in sufficient quantities um, via ingestion, via your food. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, someone who is vegan or anemic, they lack iron, maybe from meat or from other uh, reasons. And so an iron supplement will really help them kind of supplement for their food. They're not taking enough iron. So an iron supplement would help them. And Another you guys don't you don't need to take things unless you're deficient in that, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. The same way um, someone wouldn't need to go on a gluten free diet if they're if they don't have celiac disease or if they don't have bad arthritis, which yeah. can aggravate arthritis. So you guys only need to take supplements if you're lacking in these areas. So what's another example of someone who needs a supplement? So someone who lives in a cold climate maybe doesn't get out as much. Mm-hmm. Someone who is sun deprived, a good supplement for them would be vitamin D. Vitamin D is something you mm-hmm. can get directly from the sun. Yeah. Um, that is something really important if you're not out and about yeah. all day in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is vegan and elderly people. A great mm. supplement would be vitamin B12. Now, mm. this is found in many animal products. Uh, so that's why vegans may not always yeah. or will be deficient in these sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, vitamin B12 is required for making red blood cells as yeah. well as proper brain function. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, Very back important. to the elderly as well. And lastly, you have pregnant women um, folic acids are essential for prenatal development. You know, you yeah. always want to be on top of it. Um, you know, make sure everything is going as smoothly as possible in your pregnancy. Folic acids are great for as a prenatal vitamin. All right, guys. Looks like that's a wrap for today. We hope you enjoyed this, breaking down one of the three main pillars to your health and wellness. We hope you learned something. Maybe you can incorporate a balanced diet into your life and hopefully get more energy, feel healthier, look better, all that kind of stuff. So 
We'll see you on the next one. See ya.